0: Good morning. It's good to be with you today. We are going to wrap up this series here in just a few moments, but today I just want to, first of all, we're going to pray. We love to pray for other works of God happening across our city, but I want to let you know next Sunday is going to be an incredible opportunity together as we have a chance to um, partner, relaunch, repartner, you might say in a lot of ways, because our, our trips down to Guatemala have kind of been put on a hiatus over the last couple of years because of something that went global and, um, and, but, but we are ready to, to, to get involved boots on the ground more and more at, at this coming year in Guatemala. So next week, you're going to have an opportunity. Many of you are new and don't know this, but, but we partner with a school in Tecpan, Guatemala called Colegio Israel. Uh, it's our, our entry point into this incredible community there in the mountains of Guatemala. And, um, uh, we have an opportunity to, to sponsor children a uh, monthly support uh, that provides uniforms and some education and nutrition for them and and other activities and things for their families and and next weekend when you walk onto campus you're going to get to see some incredible beautiful faces and so we're actually going to have a representative next weekend from Children's Hope Chest that will be with me during the message and and have an opportunity just to cast a vision of, of what we've have been doing, but yet the greater things yet to come as we partner there in Tecpan, Guatemala. So I want you to be excited about that and be looking forward to that, uh, this week today. I want us to pray if, if we can for, we're, we're, we're going to go to Shirts Cibolo area today in our prayer. Is that okay? Come on now. it's has we gotta, we gotta get past that I 10 and 1604 construction. But if you can make it to shirts Cibolo with me today, man, there's an incredible church led by pastors Zach and Amber White called Revolution Church. In fact, if if you know anybody, or maybe those of you that are watching us online, if you're in that shirt Cibolo area, man, I cannot tell you that is a great church. For you to connect with and, and worship with. Pastor Zach and Amber are incredible kingdom builders, and it is an honor and a privilege for us to pray for them and to, to partner with them. They they've kind of been in a in a warehouse facility for years and they've been praying for land and in a permanent footprint that would allow them to continue to to just extend their tent stakes, you might say, and, and, and reach more people. So today I want us to pray for them, if we can. If you feel comfortable, grab a hand next to you today. If you don't like the person you're sitting next to, this is a good opportunity when everybody closes their eyes, just move. No one will notice. Just move, except the person next to you. And that's rude. And so, um, but don't do that. But uh, let's just pray together. Can we do that? Lord Jesus, we wanna thank you. First and foremost, for being a savior that's worth talking about. Come on, who loves Jesus? Man, he's so good. So good, God. We love you. And and, and God, we believe that that you're worth speaking about. Today in this room and across the street in our neighborhoods, across state lines, across the ocean, literally to the ends of the earth. Lord, our hearts desire is to, to, to take the name of Jesus to a world that's in need because we believe that Jesus is the answer. Is that right, Church? Lord, you're the answer. And so, God, I pray that we would not just sit on it and keep you silent, but God, we let you out. God, that's why it's an honor for us to to, to consider Tech Pen Guatemala and partnering there so that boys and girls and in turn moms and dads and whole households and generations can can know who Jesus is. And, the difference that he can make in their lives. God, that's why it's an honor and privilege for us to pray today for for Pastors Zach and Amber White at Revolution Church and, and, and people that are gathered there today, God, ready to, to worship and and, and and be pointed towards you through the reading of the word. And Lord, I do pray that for Pastor Zach today, that, 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 that God, you would, your your, your, your spirit would just flow in a mighty way through through Pastor Zach. God, this is a man who has <clears throat> surrendered his life to, to the calling you've placed on him. And, and God, I, I, I just pray that today you would anoint your servant. God, give him the clarity as he shares word with people there. And I pray for people that are hurting that today they would find help. God, for those that are hopeless today, they would find a reason for living. God, for those that are just searching God today, that it would end in you, Jesus. We pray continued blessing and favor over that house, Revolution Church, God, that you would continue to to expand their ministry, God, their touch in this San Antonio area, but literally to the ends of the earth. Because I know Pastor Zach's heart, he wants to give you the glory because it's all about you and for you. Holy Spirit, thank you for being with us today. Have you felt him yet today? God, we're thankful for those that are in this house and for those that are at their house watching online today. God, I just pray that you would just uh, meet all of us today. Visit us, God, and do what you do. We're looking forward to, to transformation that is available today. When you're present and when you show up, God, that's what you do. You change things. You change environments. You change people's lives. You change destinies, God. And we are believing in that right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody said? Come on, everybody. Can we give the Lord a round of applause today? He's good. He is so good. Man, I'm glad that you guys are with us today. And and once again, those of you that are watching us online, thank you for for dialing in and and, and tuning in. And it's been a good day today. We're going to wrap up this series NIL. Uh, we're excited about that. Some of y'all are going to praise the Lord. We're glad that we're getting off. It's only, but this is the third week, okay? NIL stands for name, image, and likeness. Uh, it is something that is prevalent in, in the world of amateur sports today. High school kids and college kids can, 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 can literally be paid money for their names, rights to their names, rights to their image. And, 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 and their likeness, right? We've, we've talked about that. And it was interesting. I was with someone this week who played football uh, when they used to play football at the University of Florida. Uh, he was uh, on the team there. Some of y'all will get that later. But anyway... Um, um, I had a Miami hurricane with me earlier today and they really liked that joke, but, but, but he remembers the day in which, you know, you just, that athletes weren't paid to play and all that stuff. And, and he was just kind of sharing some of his views and slants and angles on that today. It's really shocking that, that, that just based on a person's name or their image or their likeness, they can be paid thousands of dollars and sometimes even millions of dollars. He was sharing with me a story of a of a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback who's a part of the Nissan Heisman house. We see him on commercials and you would think that he would be rolling around in a Nissan, but yet he rolls around in Tuscaloosa because Bentley is one of his name, image and likeness deals. And so um, preachers don't get those kind of deals. Just want you to know that. And so um, um, that's, just, we're just keeping it real. We're, we're, we're good with Toyota, amen? Come on somebody, made here in San Antonio. Let's go, somebody. Anyway, we are, uh, some of you American-made people are mad at me right now, but that's okay. I, we're, we're all one in the Lord. Amen. So we've been talking over the last few weeks about a name and an image and a likeness that far supersedes any financial deal or contract that you could sign with somebody here on earth. Listen, we started week number one with this idea of a name. And and listen, out of all the names, then your name may mean something and it's pretty significant and it's special. You may carry a family namesake and what have you. But I'm telling you, there is a name that the Bible says that is above every other name. It's a name that that we will be in just a few weeks. In fact, I had a a crazy, crazy moment happen to me this morning. It was still dark outside. You know, it's dark till like noon now. And so uh, it was dark outside this morning. I stepped outside and, and I had this crazy, I, I don't know what you think about on Sunday mornings before the sun comes up, but here's what I was thinking about outside with my dog, Bear. I wonder if I can put my Christmas lights up yet. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, don't be acting hater all on me right now. I got Halloween has vomited all over my neighborhood and there are ghosts and goblins. My dog, when he goes outside, just looking at things that are blown up and glowing lights and all of that stuff. And, and I'm saying, man, but we will be speaking about a name in just a few weeks, the name of Jesus that far supersedes any name here on earth. Are you with me today? And so we, we started with that. and, And listen, if you don't hear another word that I say today, please understand this. Jesus is the answer to whatever you're facing in life. I promise you that. I've tried it all in, in my few years here on Jesus is the answer. Hey, relationship issues, look to Jesus. Financial issues, look to Jesus. Hey, just issues about your purpose and your destiny and why you exist, I'm telling you, he has a word for you. His name is Jesus. Look to him. Are you with me there? So listen, this name Jesus is so important. In fact, scripture says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. And so you may not be bowing the knee right now, but one day, make no mistake about it. Every one of us watching and listening here today will bow the knee to that name above every name. His name is Jesus. And so you need to know that this house is built on him. He's literally in the foundation. Listen. The name of Jesus is literally under the concrete you're sitting on. It, it really is. All these cracks and flaws. Don't worry about it because Jesus is down there and He's got us. All right, and it's all going to be okay. He's going to hold us together. Um, but that name Jesus is what you need. We talked last week about image. Image. The Scripture says in the Book of Genesis, Chapter One, that you've been created in the image of God. You know what that means you're worth something. You're you're valuable. If anyone has sent you messages that you'll never amount to anything or you're too slow or you're not smart enough or good looking enough or you'll just never, what do you, listen, I'm just telling you, scripture says you've been created in the image of God. And that doesn't mean you are God, but you've been created in his image, okay? And check this out. As, As image bearers, we are to reflect him to a world around us. That's what it means. That if I bear the image of a creator God in heaven, his desire is for me to reflect him to the culture into people that I live with. Have people seen God through your life this week? Wow, don't you love it when a preacher drops the mic like that? It's hard, is it not? Come on, is it hard for anybody but me? It's hard sometimes when people cut you off in traffic or when you're still waiting in that long line past tractor supply and that car wash or trying to just, you're just trying to get to get a taco somewhere and you can't get anywhere. It's hard, is it not? Come on. But I gotta remember, I got stickers on my car and I just gotta represent the Lord right so well, right? <laughs> if you've got a fish symbol on your car, whoo! We're to reflect God to the culture around us. And make no mistake about it, culture needs to see him, do they not? Yes. But you've been created in his image, okay? In fact, I'm gonna go back to that name. Listen, in fact, it says in Genesis also that we were lifeless. We just had the shape and the form. But when he breathed into us, that's what brought us to life. I'm telling you, man, the name above every name, Jesus. You've been created in this image. You are to reflect him. Today, I wanna to wrap it up by talking about a likeness. A likeness. You know, there's this whole big thing in culture today about doppelgangers and people looking like certain people and, and people even starting to act like and take on attributes and qualities, and through maybe even just the way they dress or even taking measures to surgery links or whatever. But these doppelgangers trying to look like, imitate, be like, other people, if there's a likeness today that I can encourage all of us to pursue, I want us to pursue what what we read about in First Peter chapter one. If there's anyone that we ought to be like, well, let me just read you the Word of God because the Word of God is pretty clear today. Are you with me? You have a problem with the Bible, anybody? Come on, this is a Bible-believing church. We're gonna preach it and teach it, all right? We're not looking at Sports Illustrated or Southern Home Living, whatever. We're gonna look at the Word of God because we believe it can change your life. Look what it says in, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 14. So you must live as God's obedient children. Come on, we can stop right there. Don't you love obedient children? Anybody, any parent just say, hey, Jack, I just want some disobedient kids. <laughs> no, no. You want some obedient children, right? So, but listen, we're challenged. Here's the deal. This is written to us as believers. This word's written to, to, to Christians, those who, 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 who belong to him. You must live as God's obedient children. Don't you slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. Those BC days, those before Christ days, right? But you're different now. You've said yes to Jesus. The name is above it that is above every other name. He 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 has transformed. He's he's made you a new creation. Those old things what have passed away, they become new, right? Look what it says in the next verse. But now you must what? Be holy. Come on, you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. Guys, if there is a likeness that I believe that heaven is longing for us to live up to, if there is a doppelganger, you might say, for us to emulate, look like, and be like, it is none other than God himself. Now, listen, you need not be fearful of of God. I know in the Old Testament times, there's a lot of fear when it comes to God, right? Right? Uh, I I remember Moses, remember when you talk, that that, that word holy or holiness, by the way, appears over 900 times throughout the Old and New Testaments. It's a big deal. In fact, it is probably the attribute that is used most of the time. Well, it's the attribute that stands out above all other attributes that we read about in the Bible, about God. Be holy because he is holy holy. Moses couldn't even look at him, remember? Lord, if I could just get a glimpse of you. Well, Moses, hide behind that rock there. You're, you're going to get through the back. So you couldn't even look at the face of God. It was so holy and awesome, right? You remember in the, in, the, in, in the temple worship that they had this place behind the curtain called the holy of, right? And no one could go in there, but the priest at certain times, in fact, it was so I mean, they, they would tie a, a rope around his waist as he went in. And so that if something, he did something inappropriate, if something went wrong, they could at least pull his his dead body out to retrieve him, right? But it was this place where, I mean, the presence of God rested and no one could enter in there, right? We, we, we even know that even at Mount Sinai that oftentimes people looked at the mountain of God and, and they were fearful of it because they know that there was some serious stuff that Moses did up there on the mountain with God in his presence. In fact, it covered the cloud, a cloud hovered around it sometimes. This idea, we know that in Isaiah chapter six, Isaiah gets a vision from the Lord. We sang about that just a few minutes ago, that Isaiah gets a vision from the Lord and he sees the Lord in his temple and the train of his robe fills that temple. But Isaiah sees these created angelic beings called seraphim. They're, they have six wings and they're they're flying around. But it says with two wings they cover their face. Just listen, even the most angelic created beings, pale in comparison to the holiness of an almighty God in heaven. They can't even look upon him and view him through that. Are you with me there? There is something, and what are they saying? They're saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. And that is on repeat daily as they're flying throughout the heavens. Holy, holy, holy. Listen, you know that if you have to call something the same word three times, it's a big deal, right? You, you don't say, I went to Subway and I had a big, big, big sandwich. No, you said, I had a big sandwich. But I'm telling you, God is so holy. These angelic beings are just declaring that there is none like him. He is holy. He is holy. He is holy. And I want to tell you something. That is God's plan and desire for your life as well. Yeah. That we be holy, Scripture says, as he is holy. Now, what does that word mean? What does it mean for us to be Holy. Well, it, it, it has actually a couple of meanings, but, but on one hand, it means that we need to be set apart. Yeah. We, we need to be different. Listen, when God calls us to be holy, that means that you and I, believers, should not be living like the rest of culture, like the rest of an unbelieving world. These sinful, thoughtful, worldly thoughts that are going on that are corrupt and so fly in the face of what God's desire and plan. Listen, we are to, if we're gonna be holy, we are to be set apart from all of that way of living. Are you with me there? On the other end of the spectrum, not only are we to live differently and set apart, but we are to live for the purpose of God and God alone. We don't live for ourselves. We live for him, for his glory and his honor, right? That's why Isaiah says, man, I'm undone. When I look in the presence and the holiness of God, man, I I see my sin, I see my junk and my funk, and man, I am not worthy. Ah, but then one of those seraphim touched my tongue with just the tongs from the altar, and it cleansed me, it purified me. And then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? and who will go for us? And I said, here I am, Lord, send me. Are you with me there? So I'm set apart. I'm not living like culture. I'm not living like the world, but I'm set apart not to live for myself and puff my, I live for the glory of one and one alone. Are you with me there for God and God to put it really, really simple. Listen, to be holy means to live rightly for God. I'm going to live right for God. I'm not living right just so that other people can look at me. And by the way, living rightly does not make you presentable and make you right before God. A lot of people think I have to do good things. If I just go to church more, if I give more, if I just know the right, if I don't cuss or drink or smoke or dip snuff, whatever you wanna fill in the blanks with, right? Um, but, you know, but, but if I live right, then that's what makes me right with God. no that just makes you a good moral person. What makes you right with God, and we're gonna get to that in just a second, is what you do with Jesus. I told you earlier, I spoiled it for you. Jesus is the answer. I'm telling you, you're gonna see that if you haven't already seen it yet. But I don't live right just to get puffed up so other people say, dude, you're such a good person. No, I live right because I wanna honor and live for God and I wanna be an image bearer that reflects who he is and points people towards him. Are you with me there? That's what it means. To live right before God. Wow. God's calling us to be holy as He is holy. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, we we need to realize that living holy means that I'm going to live differently. In fact, it says in the beginning of verse 22, it says, Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts. Who renews your thoughts? The spirit does that, right? That's why we read about in Romans, hey, let God transform your, re, your mind. Transform, renewing the way you, your renewed mind, a renewed way of thinking. The spirit does, God's gotta do that in you. Let, uh, it says, be, let the spirit renew your thoughts and, and your attitudes. Put on your new nature. What kind of a nature? A new nature created to, there it is, be like God, truly righteous and holy. Hey, listen, Christian, I, 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 it's, it's, are you seeing it yet? I, I, I'm called to live righteously. I'm called to be set apart and not live like the world. I'm called to be righteous and holy. I'm called to be like God. I'm an image bearer. I need to represent it. I need to portray him. I need to reflect him. I need to live like him. Are you? Is there a, a noticeable difference in your life? When, when people saw you function and operate this week as you navigated through that NASCAR thing called I-10, did you reflect the Lord through decisions you made? Hey, hey husbands, did your wives notice a difference in you that Jesus has brought in your life? Hey, moms and dads, did you parent differently this week because of the difference that Jesus see? That's what it means to be when I'm living a holy life, when I'm pursuing righteousness and the holiness of God. Listen, there will be a noticeable difference in my life. Are you with me there? People ought to get a clearer picture as to who God is as a result of the way I conduct myself. Is that hard for anybody but a preacher? It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I, I spent a couple of days and that was all I needed at the most magical place on earth this week. It's the most expensive place on earth too, I believe as well, right? And, and I'm telling you, it's hard sometimes to live for him when, when you're in the chaos and the hustle and the bustle and, 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 and when things aren't moving the way you think they should move. And it's just hard sometimes, is it not? But make no mistake about it, this difference that Jesus has brought in my life, it's clear to me in scripture that there should be a noticeable difference that has taken place in me. I love what Oswald Chambers writes. Oswald Chambers was a, was a professor, a teacher, um, wrote a lot. He, in fact, I, I, I still have that I read daily, probably one of the greatest devotional books besides the word of God that was ever written uh, called my utmost for His highest. And I love what Oswald Chambers says here. He says this, God has only one intended destiny for mankind, holiness. His only goal is to produce saints. God is not some eternal blessing machine for people to use. And, and he did not come to save us out of pity. He came to save us because he created us to be holy. You know what God's goal is for your life? For you to be holy as he is holy. As it is written, be holy, he says, as I am holy. And I just can't help but think that as, as people who have been recipients of the blessings and the love of God on so many occasions, why would we not want to live as he has called us to live. How can I live a life of holiness? Well, I kind of kind of set you up for, for, for this, the answer to that question, but, but I just gotta, I just, I'm just gonna say it. You, you, there is no chance for you to be holy without you trusting in Jesus Christ as your savior. In fact, your path to holiness starts with Jesus Christ and placing your trust in him as Lord and Savior. Listen, on my own, I cannot make myself holy. I cannot be good enough. I can't go enough. I can't give enough. I can't memorize enough. I can't sing loud enough or throw my hands up in the air long enough. Pastor Allen, by the way, don't you love it when your are anybody's arm. Are your arms getting stronger yet? Listen, if, if you felt like, golly, he asked me to lift my arms, but dude, I'm tired. You need to do some working out during the week. All right. But the more you lift them, the easier it gets. Let's go. Come on. But let me go back. We've got this screen. I think Ty, your path to holiness begins by placing your trust in Jesus as your savior. I can't do it on my own. I can't make myself holy. And, 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 and by the way, uh, uh, you cannot be holy in the eyes of God except for Jesus. This man who lived a sinless, perfect life here on earth that paid a death that you deserved. Listen, by receiving him and by me giving him my life and saying, Jesus, forgive me my sins and, 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 and I'm yours. Make, make me your child, Lord. You're my... I want to... Fi- that's what makes me right in the eyes of God. Hey, you remember Indiana Jones when they opened that Ark of Covenant? The bad guys look in it. Mm-mm, you're not holy. Poof, poof, fry you up, right? <laughs> what makes me right in the presence of an almighty God who could not even be looked upon, who couldn't, who people were. Listen, what makes me right is Jesus. Come on, somebody. You know, one day I will stand face to face with the father, with the father. And my Savior will be right next to me and says, hey, Dad, listen. He wasn't perfect, but he's mine. He belongs to me. And we'll be able to worship forever. But it's not because of anything I've done. And so listen, today, if, 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 if you have this desire to, to, to pursue holiness, and by the way, you, you, it ought to be your goal. Listen, the theologian Yogi Berra said it best, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. What if we set holiness as our goal? But you can't even begin to pursue holiness, guys. It will be futile for you unless you place your life and your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Say yes to him. I'm telling you, Jesus is your answer. He's your answer. For life abundant as you were intended to live it here on earth and for life eternal in glory one day with the Father. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Shoo. And if you wanna know what holiness is and looks like, I've already said it, look at God and follow his example. <laughs> in fact, in the book of Philippians chapter four, verse eight says, dear brothers and sisters, one thing, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of of praise. In fact, can I just tell you something this week? your, your, your best steps towards holiness this week will come as you th- set your mind on. And as you think about God and who he is and all of the attributes that encompass him, you've got to set your mind on him. You've got to think like he thinks. And Philippians 4 gives us a list. Hey, these are the thoughts you need. I just know about you, but, but I become more dejected. I become more downtrodden. Listen, I, I become more depressed when I begin to take my eyes off of here and I begin to look around and survey what's happening around me. You know what I'm saying? When I, when I begin to look at life here on earth, I'm gonna be, it's hard to find some good news, right? Couldn't you use just two good minutes in a world of negativity? Couldn't you just use some of y'all get that, but that's okay. Um, but it's depressing. It's sad, but I'm telling you, when I think about glory and when I set my gaze on the father and when I think about his goodness towards me and when I think about the joy that is awaiting me, I'm telling you all these things down here, they just pale in comparison to who, who he is. God is your example follow him. And, and, and I would go back to what First Peter said also, that we need to live as obedient children. I've already asked you, you don't like disobedient children. I saw that all two days, and that was enough, at Disney World this week. They say it's where magic happens and the happiest place. I, I, I didn't, I saw some happiness, but then I, listen, the parents have paid gazillions of bucks just to get through the turnstile, Right? And these little kids, they just don't get it. And they want more, 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 and parents are piling it on them. They're buying the merch and they're buying the candy and they're buying all this, and the kids just like, we want more, 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 more. And they're frustrated and they're crying. And I'm frustrated because they're not my kids and I know what I want to do to them. And I just, you know, I told you, it's hard to act like God sometimes, it really is. It's difficult, it's difficult. And laughing at me it's hard for you too you you be the same way you know my wife my wife said i'm i'm not anti this my wife said hey wouldn't you let's just go on a disney cruise i'm like why would i do that <laughs> now if you've got kids go do it y'all have fun i'll go on a cruise just not that first part you know but but isn't that how we treat god let's stay hang in here with me He's been so good to us. Yeah. We are the recipients of so many blessings of heaven. And we're like little crazy kids at Disney World thinking, I want more, 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 more. And if you don't give me, I'm just going to throw a 10 for a and I'm going to be frustrated, right? We treat him that way. Hey, God doesn't owe that to us, guys. You know what he owes us? Death. That's what he owes you. But in his great love for us, God demonstrated mercy by sending his son, Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. He paid a debt. He did not owe. I owed a debt. I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. Y'all know that one? Yeah. Anyway, that's what Jesus does. But we treat God like he's our genie in a bottle. I heard it just recently. Somebody just saying, hey, listen, I'm, I'm, doing the, I'm doing my part. I'm doing the things I know God wants me to do, and I just need Him to do His part. Come on. What? Come on, You got to be careful of that, guys. And, and, and I wish I could snap my fingers for all of us, and, and the calamity and the difficulties that we face, the health issues that we're dealing with, I wish they could all be gone like that. But the reality is, I'm not God. And, 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 and I, he's not my genie in a bottle that responds to all of my beck and calls and wishes. I would just encourage you with this. You continue to be faithful. You continue to live as obedient children. In fact, John 15, 14 says, if you love me, obey my commandments. Man, you just continue to love. You just continue to pursue. You just continue to be faithful. And I'm telling you, live as obedient children. As we pursue holiness and living righteously, We've got to live as obedient children. He doesn't owe us anything. Hmm. And I would also say that the only chance and the only hopes we ever have of living as holy, set apart, living for God type of people is we've gotta put an end to sin. Paul Paul would say words like, why do I continue to go back and do the things that I know are wrong? Why would I continue to go back to my old way of living? It's like a dog returning to its vomit. And you know, that's how so many of us are. We know what's wrong. We know what we need to cut ourselves and set ourselves apart from, but yet we still find ourselves going back to the very thing that is so dirty and disgusting and destructive, don't we? Listen, if I'm gonna pursue holiness, if I wanna be holy as God is holy, I've gotta put an end to my sin. Look what it says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy. Or a greedy person, for a greedy person is an, an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Hey, does that hurt anybody in this room? Listen, if I'm gonna pursue holiness, I've got to put an end to the evil, sinful way of living. And can I just tell you the secret to that is learning to walk in the Spirit. It's letting the Spirit of God, and that's why we talk about the Spirit a lot here at 1910 you need not be afraid of the holy spirit because i'm telling you it is a wonderful gift jesus says it's a gift a gift i leave you right i'm giving you this gift this power that will help you pursue me and all the things that the father in heaven has but you have got to walk in that power you've got to walk in that spirit you can't do this on your own you can't do this apart from the spirit you need that power and that spirit it comes as we walk with him i lay aside the sinful desires those sinful actions and i embrace life in the spirit are you with me today and so listen from from that already maybe decision you've made that conversion to say yes to jesus to to that to that not yet Homegoing that all of us will have one day. Check this out. The key for us is living lives of obedience in the in-betweens. From the moment I've said yes to Jesus until he calls me home, Lord, I'm gonna walk with you. I'm gonna walk in obedience. I'm gonna do those things you call me to do. It may not be popular. I might not sign an NIL contract or deal, but I'm telling you, I wanna be holy as you are holy, Lord. Set apart for your purposes I'm not set apart to be looked upon and be weird, odd and egotistical no, I'm set apart God because I want to honor and glorify you and reflect you to a world that is in need God, I'm going to live for you God, I'm going to pursue holiness God, I'm going to put an end to sin I'm going to stop doing those things I'm going to live as an obedient child and God, I'm going to run hard after you that is my goal you are my focus Lord Would you stand with me today, church? God, I wanna pray today that as we continue to worship and sing, I want you to know that this altar is open. And today, some things need to die. Today, listen, there's some things we need to lay at this altar this morning before the Lord. Hey, listen, I wear a band on my on my wrist that says revival. That's our word for the year here. Revival starts when I get right with God. Revival starts in me. And today, maybe you want to come and just kneel before the Lord and lay things at the altar. He's worthy of it. Bring it to Him right now. Let Him cleanse you. Thank you, Lord.